amongst the people. What an awesome morning. What a fantastic morning already. Standing in here together, worshipping our mighty God together in an awesome presence and glory of God, where God moves, where God does something. You know, we, 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 we're standing here minding our own business and God moves on our lives. You know, I want to encourage everyone. We have a 9 a.m. service and normally the preacher from the 10.30 will do the 9 a.m. Bit of a practice run, eh? But what we're doing now is we've got some, because there's a lot of people in this that have sat in these chairs for a long time that have a wealth of wisdom, a, a lot of word in them, you know? And so there's opportunities. You know, we've had new Taramai preach the word. We've had Rich Tamomo this morning. I encourage you, if you want to come along to the 9 a.m.s, it's something different. It's just something different. Amen? Amen. So, Father God, Lord, I thank you for this morning. I thank you for the word that's already gone out. I thank you for your presence that's here, Lord God. I thank you that you've filled this house. While we're worshipping you, Lord God, you've filled your house with this presence and everything that comes with it, Lord God. Because you're all things to all men, Father God. Lord, you bring peace, you bring love, you bring joy, you bring grace and mercy, Father God. Lord, everything that you are is resting in this house right now on us, Father. And we receive it, Lord God, as we prepare to hear your word. In Jesus' name, and we all said... Amen. That was a lot of you. That was good. That was really good. That, no, that was, I was impressed. I was impressed with that. Man, I'm, I, I preached the other week about opinions. Okay? So I preached the, the other week about uh, opinions. And um, I just wanted to pick up from that. Okay? Proverbs 18, 1 to 2. Man, what a scripture. This is in the NIV. It says, An unfriendly person pursues selfish ends and against all sound judgment starts quarrels. Fools find no pleasure in understanding but delight in airing their own opinions. Man, I don't know about you, but I, yeah, it's exciting, eh? I, I don't know about you, but I see that everywhere. I see that, that self I don't see God-centered a lot. I see self-centered a lot. I read in Proverbs 18.6, it says, A fool's mouth enters into quarrels and calls for blows. I, I, I thought I'd found a loophole in the Bible. I thought I'd found a loophole. Cool, we can smash people when they get smart. But no, that's not God. Eh? That's not God. That's not God. Eh? So I looked in that scripture. What it is is God's saying for us not to be the quarrelsome ones. For, we don't need to debate with people whether God's real or not. God is real. God is who he is, and he does what he is, and he is who he is, regardless. In spite of, so we don't have to fight and argue. We don't get, don't get caught up in those debates, because I tell you right now, the world just wants to confuse you. They're not listening. They're not looking for understanding. They're looking for an argument. And spiritually, we need to discern what we're going to say, because it's not what I want to say. My opinion is not going to change people's lives. The word of God, the good news, the gospel, that's what's going to change people's lives. Amen. Uh, and, you know, I talked about how opinions, everyone's looking at me like, he's just going to preach the same message as last time. What a cheek. No, I'm not, I'm not. I'm building on this. I talked about how there's a heightened level of self-importance in this world. Do you remember when you could disagree with someone, someone's opinion, and still be friends? Do you remember when you could disagree with people and it didn't turn into a big argument? It was just, oh, okay, you see it that way, I see it this way. No longer, no longer, you know. In 2 Timothy 3, 1 to 5, read the scripture, man, because I haven't got the whole thing up there, I don't think. But it talks about in the end times. It says in the end days, perilous times will come. 
But the bits that I want to take out of this is that it says man will become lovers of himself. Come on. Hey, hey, let's look at people's Instagrams. Hey, pictures of themselves. You know, it's become very self. It also says self-seeking, that man will become self-seeking. Then it says that man will have a lack of self-control. A lot of self in here. There's a lot of self in here. And it's easy to see all that in the world. Easy to see all that in the world. But you know what? We know that. So speaking that is what? It's just speaking death. It's speaking what the world already knows isn't acknowledging. We need to be speaking life. And that's what's happening in the world today is opinions are getting out of balance. Things are getting out of balance. We're only hearing the negative. We're only hearing the bad. And everyone's focusing in on that rather than pulling back and seeing the glory of God moving in spite of circumstances. Whew! I'm heating up. I tell you, I'm quite excited. I'm quite excited at the moment about what God is doing, man. Hey, I'm hiding it well. Yeah. James 3, 13 to 17. The word of God. This is what people need to be hearing. They need to be hearing the news. That's all skewed. We don't need to be reading stuff articles. You know, we don't need to be getting our wisdom from the world. We get it from God. But the wisdom that is from above is first. Look at this. See, this is the, this is the balance in the, in, in the thing that counters 2 Timothy 3. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield. Willing to yield. Willing to not have to be right. Willing not to have to start fights and quarrels so you can walk out and feel good and go eyewitness to them. (laughs) Full of mercy and good fruits without partiality and without hypocrisy. You know, how can you love a lost and dying world that is so terrible without the love of God and the grace of God in you. You can't do it. You can't do it. We need the grace of God so we can live above all of the things in the world. Because we're in, we're in this world, but we're not of this world. We know better. We know better. See, you've got to have a balance. And I see a lot of young people in particular out there, and they're only hearing the negative. They're only looking into the bad, and they're only focusing on the wrong. And if you do that, then you miss the positive. You miss the good, and you miss the right that's in that circumstance. Because I can tell you right now, God's in everything. God's in everything. Man, I've taken God to some, some hard places. God's come with me everywhere. Everywhere. Come, God come and got me out of a hard place. God's not scared. And the thing about it is if you focus on that negative stuff and you just focus on all the wrong, you get frustrated. And there's a spirit, a stronghold can get on your mind where you, everything becomes angry. And all of a sudden, all you are is an outlet rather than an outcome. Hear that? Let that settle. Hey, because here's the difference. I can be an outlet and I go, oh, you dirty sinner. You're doing this wrong. My job is not to reveal sin. It's to reveal the Savior. Hey. I forgot where I was going then. Yeah, yeah, here we go. Back again. Outlet. So some people just want an outlet. Rah, rah, rah. Well, then that's your reward. But if you want an outcome... You better start using the word of God and you start applying grace, love, mercy, willing to yield. That's the way. we. People are drawn by the goodness of God. Hey, they know the bad. We all know wrong, man. I knew wrong when I was five. Still chose to do it. But I knew right from wrong. Come on. Hey. So anyway, what's my opinion? Glad you asked. See, here's the thing about my opinion. I don't need people to think what I say is right. 
I need the right to say what I think to people. I don't need to be right. God's right. I know God's right. So I don't need everyone to think I'm right. <laughs> so when I go into a... I'm not going into a, a, a battle of, 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 you know, like our physical battle. It's a spiritual thing. Spiritual strongholds over people. And you can see it when people are talking to you sometimes. There's just this blankness, this darkness, this despair, this lack of hope. Why? Because they're living in the negative. Looking at the bad, focusing on the wrong. And the world will just spiral you up to that. There's plenty out there to get worried about. But not in God. God didn't give us a spirit of fear. Love and power of a sound mind. Sound mind. A sound mind. A mind, a mind that believes the word of God in your spirit, not those loud voices of the world that condemn you and tell you lies and try and distort what God's doing. Don't listen to that. You know, opinions are formed first by hearing. Hearing. You hear an opinion. You hear it. And if you keep hearing it, it starts a narrative in your head. So here's the thing. Romans 10, 17. Faith comes by what? By hearing? And then and by hearing the word of God. Hearing and hearing. Not just I heard that. Hey. Hey, you go to church sometimes and oh, faith, yeah, I've heard that. Hey, love, yeah, I've heard that. Hey, but here's the difference, okay? I've given my testimony hundreds of times over hundreds of places and God's worked every single time in the way that he was meant to. And so what I mean by that is you could hear my, my testimony a hundred times but God's going to do something different every time. Why? Because he's fresh. It's not me, it's not my voice. It's the, it's the anointing on the words that God's given us to speak. It's the, that's what's reaching the hearts. It's not me. You know, it's not my voice. It's not my... Th- although, <laughs> although it does sound quite radio. Nah, it isn't. It isn't. Even humor. Humor. People don't laugh the way they... You don't get laughed into heaven, but that's what God uses in me. That's my personality. The truth is triple that away, and it's the word of God. It's the truth of God. It's what God wants to do in our lives. And see, what we're hearing depends on what we're listening to. What are we listening to? You know, I used to sit there and watch the news every, every night. <sighs> Depressing. Depressing. And rubbish, a lot of it. You know, I, I, would, I would have all these thoughts. I'd have all these, you know. And then the light of Christ shone on my mind. Broke every stronghold. Man, in, a, in, a, in an instant, in a second. And don't get me wrong, there was a lot of hard work leading up to that. Especially on God's behalf. <laughs> there was a lot of, whoa. Sorry, Gordon spat on the hold it. That's how excited I am. That's how excited I am. Hey. Yeah. But yeah, what are we listening to? John 10, 27 says, my sheep know my voice and what? And they follow me. They follow me. They follow me. But you can't hear his voice amongst the news. You can't hear his voice that clear amongst the problems, the challenges, the things that are going wrong. You can't hear God that clear. But the answer's in your spirit. You know that. It's not in our minds. It's not in our souls. It's in our spirit. It's the spirit of God that's going to do something in our lives. Hearing. Hearing. So follow. You know, who are we following? What are we listening to? What are we hearing? This is why I love church. I love church, man. I come and I hear the word. It's almost like my therapy. Every week I come and I get counseled and God shows me. <laughs> hey, sometimes God's too good and he shows me too much. And I have to go, just one thing at a time, please, Lord. Hey. But that's what I love. You know, like this morning, Richie Tamuma preached the word of God. Such a unique anointing on that man. 
so full of, of the word, but also of wisdom and love and peace and grace, and all that comes out. You know, man, I, I'd save thousands in therapy coming here. Eh? Eh? It's, 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 uh, it is, though, it's, it is quite therapeutic when you come, because when do you get to let your mind settle and stop? Close your eyes and be quiet and just think on God. Where do you get to do that? You know, I can do that at home, but do I? Uh, uh, yep, yep, Pastor Ron, yep, I do. Um, you know what I mean? But not all the time. We don't do it all the time, you know what I mean? But here's something different. There's something, because when God's coming here, he's bringing us all together. He's worked on us all week. He's bringing us together to do something corporately, something powerful, something way beyond me or myself or just me, us. Something in the community. This is an oasis, man. This church has stood for 35 years. It has been a light of hope in this community, and it has healed, it has delivered, it has saved. Man, God's presence is in here. God works in here, man. I can tell you right now. Right. So what we're hearing then can determine what we're speaking. Nice link, eh? What we're speaking. What are we speaking? Proverbs 18, 21 says, power of life and death is in the tongue. And you eat of those fruits. So what that means is if I'm going to speak rubbish, I'm eating rubbish. You know, I'm in, if I'm going to speak life, though, I can speak life into situations. I carry the presence of God. When I walk into a room, I change atmospheres. Not me, because God's with me. And because what I speak about is God's word, not my opinion. My opinions aren't going to save the world. It's not going to solve the problems. It's the word of God. The word of God. James 3, 1, 6. I love this, man. He talks about the tongue. He calls it the untamable tongue. I actually like that because I have failed with my tongue multiple times. Hey, and so if I see that, it's like, well, okay, then, well, that's something I've got to keep working on. It's, a, it's an ongoing thing. It's an ongoing thing. Have we got the James uh, 3, 1 to 6? Or did I not send that one through? I was a bit naughty yesterday. I sent my scriptures through late, and, um, and some of them aren't going to be up there. Just bear with me for a moment, guys. Thank you, Alfina. You're doing a great job putting up with my late emails. Uh, yeah, here we go. James 3, 1 to 6. Okay. Oh, hang on. I put in James 6. Mm. That's, a, that's a different Bible. Okay. Hey. Oh, stop it, Brownie. Stop it. I'm being naughty. Okay. Okay. Here we go. It says here, we will all stumble in many ways. Anyone who is never at fault in what they say is perfect, able to keep their whole body in check. Notice that? Speaking with your tongue, the whole body in check. You know? Because we can, we can be speaking things over ourselves. When we put this into the mouths of, oh yeah, and then it says, sorry, anyone who's never at fault, yeah, uh, in what they say is perfect, yeah. When you put bits into the mouth of a horse, hey, Hey, you know that little bit that they put with the, with the, with the hey, you'd know how you rode horses, and am I right, they put the bit in and you've got the reins or the, and you can hold them and you can steer them, hey. So you can steer a massive horse, a horse that would weigh truckloads, and you can jump on it and you can steer that just through moving its, 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 its with that little bit in its mouth. You know, it talks later on about a rudder of a ship and how a rudder of a ship Tiny little rudder on what? A massive, huge ship. And it only has to turn like that. And it changes the course of that ship. 
It's like us when we're speaking. When we're speaking stuff out, you speak the wrong thing, even just a little bit you start speaking the wrong thing and go off like that, then all of a sudden, instead of being over here by God, right there, my God, I'm over here. No, I'm not going to go. I'm way over here. I'm over, way over here off track. Hey, I'm the devil. That's why I walked away from you guys. You, you're not, I don't want to do that. Here's the thing, though. That's it. You can be off track just through speaking. So we've got to be careful around what we're speaking. You know, when I very first got saved, um, I used to listen to a lot of uh, music. I used to quite like heavy music. And I, I loved Iron Maiden, Black Sabbath, Metallica. Loved all of that. Still like a little bit, sorry. Um, <laughs> um, but here's the thing. I, I got saved. And I remember before I got saved, I was like, oh. I was really down, you know, I was just so flat. I'd, I'd just done so much. I'd just taking myself to this place where I just didn't know how to get out of it. And anyway, I came to God and God did an amazing work in me. And a few years later, I was going through this box and I pulled out a cassette tape, <laughs> locating myself. I pulled out a cassette uh, tape and it was Ride the Lightning by Metallica. And there's a song that I used to love called Fade to Black. And so I put it on and I start listening to it. And all of a sudden, I could hear the lyrics. And I was like, what? And I'll just say a little bit of it. It says, um, I have lost the will to live, simply nothing more to give. Okay, hey. And I was singing along to that. You know, filling myself with bad stuff, taking things I shouldn't, putting things in me that I shouldn't, and then sitting there going, man, how did I get here? What went wrong? Because it didn't happen like that. It happened subtly. It moved me, just subtly. And then God moved me back, you know? And that's the thing about it. We've got to be really careful about what we listen to. You know, and what's coming in, what speaks, even music, man. Music, so music comes from a Greek word, muse, okay? Muse is actually, yeah, hey, listen, I'm no teacher, but if you accidentally learn something, I will not hold it against you, okay? But muse is of the spirit, of the spirit, music of the spirit. Now, let's be honest, there's a spirit to music. You can feel it. You can sense it. You know, God music, you can sense it. Other music, you can sense it, you know. So we've got to be careful about what we hear, what we say, because that leads to what we do. That leads to what we do, you know. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a really, it's an interesting one. You know, it's, it's, it's a dark world. And everyone knows it's going wrong. Everyone. You talk to even non-Christians, non-spiritual people, they see darkness in this world. They don't know. They can't actually understand the spiritual component of it, but they know there's something there. They might not be able to put their finger on it, but there's something wrong with this world. You know, and then the, the, the world becomes dark and then it becomes fearful. You know, we need to speak light. We, you know, if I'm honest, man, even with COVID, the Christian world, man, Stop speaking light in life and start worrying about the symptoms and the outcomes and, and the rules and the regulations and the, what's the government doing? Who cares? Keep your eyes on God and see what he's doing in amongst all of it. He, he's above all, man. He is above all. He is the king of kings. Everyone comes under him. Everyone, whether they know it or not. So, you know, for me, it's the next thing is, you know, what we're doing. And, and, and what I want to talk about here is who are we receiving from? Who are we hanging with and what are we listening to? What are we hearing? It even says in the Word, when, I pre when, the, when the Word gets preached, check it. 
It says in the Bible, you've got to check it for yourself. Who are we receiving from? Proverbs 27, 17 says, iron sharpens iron, so the countenance of a man sharpens another. You know, when you're hanging out with good, strong men who have got some wisdom about them, some self-control, some grace and some love, you are going to pick up just, just through being around them, just from rubbing shoulders with those people. You know, when I, before I became a Christian, I used to hang out um, with a guy. Uh, it was my girlfriend's father. And I love that man. I love that man to bits, you know. Um, and he was a bike club member. So he, you know, he lived a totally different life. And I always use this. I was 16 when I first started hanging out with him. And I always use this as an example. He taught me all the wrong things in all the right ways. He mentored me. He loved me. He opened his whole life up to me. He cared about me. Now that showed me mentorship. I knew about mentoring and I knew about authority way before I came in the church way before I come in the church. And he would, you know, and, and, and he was mentoring me in all the wrong things, but he loved me, man. You know, he would give me everything. He would make me feel so special. I went anywhere, I was with him. All of a sudden, I was something. All of a sudden, the 16, 17-year-old guy could walk into bike club headquarters with this guy and be accepted and be loved and be part of something. But that, that was short-lived because it's destructive. There's no life there. There's no, you know what I mean? And then I came to church and I found the exact same thing in God. I found, I found what I needed all along in God. <clears throat> you know, and I was influenced. I was influenced by a man of God who stood his ground, who absolutely stood his ground. And I just thought, as arrogantly as I was, I just thought, we'll change him. He'll become like us. But he didn't. He didn't become like us. Why? Because he knew who his God was, man. And he was not backtracking. And that witnessed to me. And that guy loved me, man. Like when I was unlovable. Like you said, Pastor, well, I don't think you can use my name. But I thought you were getting at it. I thought you were getting at it. But when I was unlovable, man, this guy loved me. Loved me. He was a Christian man. And do you know something about it? He never pushed me. He would always tell me just enough to make me want to go and ask him a question. He wouldn't just oh, flood me until I was like, oh, I don't want to ask him a question again. He gave me two bits of advice too. He said, if you join the church, no, he said, if you find the perfect church, don't join it because you'll ruin it. Because there is no perfect church. And what was the other one? He said, oh, if you haven't been offended in the church, you haven't been in it long enough. (laughs) I wondered what he meant. I really wondered what he meant until I met you. And I was like, yeah, no, no, I understand. Nah. (laughs) What I'm saying is people. We're people. We have human traits. It's like a family. Families, hey, sisters and brothers. I learned something the other day. Sister, you read within words, resist. Sister, hey, same word, resist. Yeah, and sisters do, they resist their brothers, man. Like they, hey, they do. Hey. But anyway, who are we being influenced from? Some YouTuber, some influencer, some podcast conspiracy theory. Like who are we being influenced by? Who are we listening to? Because I'll tell you right now, word of God's not in any of them. You know? YouTubers and influencers, why? Because they've got a bit of money and they've done something flash for a minute. What substance have they got? Yet sometimes we're listening hard out to them. Hard out to them. Even other, even other preachers, don't get me wrong, I don't listen to a lot of the preachers. Why? Because I want to follow what's being preached here. You know what I mean? I'm not saying don't listen to other preachers. It's great to listen to other preachers, but I'm just saying personally I don't. Because I like to follow what's happening here. What's going on here? I get enough word. Man, I, I'm still digesting last week's word. You know what I mean? So anyway, 
Yeah. Just because you have money and fame, everything, it doesn't mean you have any substance. You know, it's easy to see darkness in the world and you don't even need to look too hard. But John 1, 5 says that the light will not be overcome by the darkness. It talks about it. It says in the scripture, basically, once it comes up, no, it's, it does. It's, it, talks about, it talks about how um, that, that Jesus, the light of God, will never be overcome by darkness. Even though sometimes in the world it's really easy to what? Think it's covered in darkness. Why? Because we're focusing on that. Man, God plus one's a majority. A, a, a tiny bit of God's more than the whole world of darkness. Light shines out of darkness. The darkness hides when light exposes it. But it's, are we looking for the light? Are we looking for the light? Or are we just, just happy to concentrate on the bad? You know, it's funny. It always looks worst when it's dark, eh? It always looks at its worst, you know? And uh, I live in a really remote sort of area in between Ōtaki and Levin. And uh, we've got a lovely section that goes out onto market gardens. And sounds like I'm trying to sell it, eh, no? Lovely indoor, outdoor flow. Um, no, nah, but, but what it is, is it's, it's out in this remote place. And it's beautiful. It's beautiful. And I go out in my backyard in the day, and I hear the cicadas and the birds and the fauna. You know, and everything, run, a little runner, and I'm just like, this is beautiful. I go out there at night when it's dark and it's quiet, no one's around. I hear a rustling in the bush. It's a hedgehog, but it sounds like a wild boar. You know, and you go, oh, oh, what the heck? Well, because things seem worse in the dark. See, things seem worse, and, and that's what's happening in the world. There's too much dark, not enough light. You know, it's easier to see in the light, too. Psalm 105, verse 119, talks about the word being a lamp unto our feet to lead us and guide us. It's, it's God that lights the way, but we still need to be looking. It says, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, but we still need to be looking for those steps. We still need to be seeing them, and we need to know who, how God is to know that that step's right. It's funny, sometimes I, when I'm in bed, I get on my phone, you know, and I'm like, just sort of playing on it, and then I'll put it down. I'll be lying there and that. Oh, where's my phone? Well, I'll put it right next to me. And, and, I'm looking, and I can't find is, is it. Just me? And then I'll get up and turn the light and it's right there. It's right there, right next to me. But I couldn't find it in the dark. And what God showed me is that, you know, we've got to remember what, when we're in the dark, we've got to remember what the light looked like. We've got to remember what God said when things were good. Hey, when things were great so that we can... Work with God when things are bad. Because he is the God of the mountain and the valley. He's in, he's in everything. He's in the good and the bad. He's in everything. We just got to look for him. We just got to look at him. He's in the victory and he's in the tribulation. Right? And sometimes it can feel like trial after trial after trial. Feel like things are just coming at us. And that's why we need God's grace. That's why we need God's grace. Because at the end of the day, that's what's going to lift us up above the problems of this world. We've got to see things differently. We've got to be able to, to, to look for the light. All right, here we go. We're getting there, guys. You're doing really well. James 2. Oh, sorry. No, James 1. Sorry, people. Yeah. I always used to get hung up on the scripture. Always used to. Yeah. Count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Now, I'll be honest with you. I'm going to pull the curtain back a little bit. 
I always struggled with that because I felt like, Lord, I've been in this game 25 years and I still can't be happy about things going wrong. Hey, I still can't be happy about things going wrong. And so I'm, but I'm missing the scripture. The joy is not about being happy. You've got to know what joy means. Joy is a deep sense of well-being regardless of circumstances. See, happy, happy can be changed by sad. Happy can be moved by mad. And it can change. Joy cannot be moved. Joy is, no matter what's going on, no matter what circumstances are happening, I have a deep sense of well-being. Now, how do you do that? The only way you do that is by trusting God, that he's got it all under control. When I'm freaking out and I'm worrying about how's this going to work, God has already gone before me and straightened out crooked paths. He leads me into, uh, he goes into battle before me and leads me into victory. So, so the joy, the joy is actually the trust. Trusting God and having faith in God that you can rest. Because I can't be everywhere and I can't do everything that he can. Amen? Oh, I can feel the joy. Because we go through seasons. Things don't always work out the way we want because God's preparing us and equipping us. His ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. You know, and sometimes things can just look so bad. They can look so bad. But let's not be scared of the uncomfortable. Let's not be scared of the conflict if we know that we can do it in love with grace and apply God's mercy. Don't be scared to conflict. When I was a kid, I used to be riddled in eczema from my head to my toes to get all over my face, my lips, my neck. I would cover My mum used to have to put me in this bath uh, of potassium permanganate. It would turn it all purple, and I would soak in it. And I would get out of the bath, and I couldn't even use a towel. Mum used to have to wrap a, a sheet around me because it, even a towel would just rip it. Like My whole skin would just go thing. And when I would scratch it, if I had dirt on my fingernails, it would get poisonous, and it would all, it would all get infected in that. But it would take quite a few days for the pus to come to the surface before I could see it. But that pus was all there. It was in my bloodstream. And it got drawn to the surface, and it looked at its worst, you know, with all the pus in that. And then it bursts, you know, and it can be a bit messy, you know. But then it heals, and then it heals. You know, that's the same with us. You know, God's trying to bring things to the surface for us to deal with them and get rid of them and resolve them so we don't have to carry them around and let them be a weight on us and let, them, let it get between us and God and the purpose that he has for our lives. It's about unloading. It's not about condemning. It's about bringing that to the surface and dealing with it. Dealing with it. And you know what? The pus bursts and sometimes it gets over you and it gets a bit messy. But you clean yourself up, you deal with it, and you heal it. In God. In God. And then we're free. There's the freedom of God there. Then there's freedom there. It's the light of Christ that shines on people's minds that is going to bring revelation, that's going to bring healing, that's going to bring everything that we need. And that's why we need to look for the light. It's the light of Christ. Know his voice, follow his lead, and let him influence. Father God, Lord, I give you thanks and praise. You are so good. So good, Lord God. Even when we don't see it, Father God. Even when we're caught up in our own dramas, we're missing it, or we've got some, something going on, Lord God, you are still good. I thank you, Father God, Lord, for your unconditional love, your unmerited favor, your unending grace. Man, you are just so good, Father God. And Lord, I thank you right now 
that we, Father God, Lord, in our spirits, Lord God, we look up and we see your goodness, Father God, Lord, that we live, you, we live with you, Lord God, seated in the right hand of your throne, Lord God, above all this in the world, Father God, Lord, because you've called us to be an answer. You've called us to be light and life. And in our path, there is no darkness, Father God. Lord, you've called us to preach the gospel, the good news, to combat what the enemy is doing, Father God. You're preparing these people, Father God, Lord. I thank you right now there's a, there's a spirit being released in this room, an anointing, Father God, Lord. For we are not ashamed of the gospel of his name because it's a road unto salvation. Oh, Lord, you're so good and you're so patient, Father God. You're so merciful, Father. But I thank you right now, Father God, Lord, that your blessing is over this church. Your favor is over it, Father God, Lord, that if you're for us, who can be against us? The plan and purpose and the vision of this church is in action, is in motion, Father God. Lord, you're preparing and mobilizing your people, not just in this church, Lord God, in every church, Lord God, in every church. So, Lord, I thank you right now, Lord God, for your love and your light. And we thank you, Lord, for the light of Christ shines on minds and brings revelation, Father. Yeah. And we give you all the honor and all the glory and all the praise as we exalt your mighty name. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Man, praise God.